Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo. And you know what I realized? I don't talk a lot about money. I've done a couple podcasts on wealth, and I don't really have any episodes on money itself, like the circumstance of currency. So before I get into this episode, pause the podcast, go to iTunes, and leave me a five-star rating and review. Look, guys, I'm going to keep asking for this. I want five hundred reviews and I'm not going to stop asking until I get it. So if you don't want the first minute of these podcasts to be me asking for you to pause the episode and go leave me a rating and review, then just do it now. And when we get to 500, I'll stop. We are at around 100. So we're very, very close. Now today I'm going to talk about money and money problems. And as you probably are aware, if you've listened to any of the podcasts, money is a circumstance. Money is neutral. It goes in the sea line. It is not a problem in and of itself. It can either be a circumstance or a result. And when I say I'm going to be talking about money problems, I hope by now you know that I'm going to be talking about that problem between your ears, right? Your brain, the beta condition, and all your thoughts about money. All problems are thoughts, including money problems. Now, I'm also going to be talking a lot about scarcity and abundance today because they go right along with money. And like I said, I haven't done any podcasts on money itself, although I've had so many requests from so many different people on so many different occasions to talk about money that I thought it was time to do it. So let's go ahead and just dive right in. And I want to start with one of the things that the guys in the Elevated Alpha Society Spartans said, and I think it has a lot to do with this topic. So I'm going to start with this. Now, what he said was, and I'm quoting him here, it says, in the podcast last week, this was episode 49, you mentioned wanting from abundance. This was setting alpha goals. I understand the concept intellectually, and I believe I live it. The goal setting exercise has helped a lot to make things for myself even clearer. What I'm struggling with is explaining the concepts to my friends and family and being concise about it. Could you explain the concept of abundance in a little bit more detail? And of course, so first of all, let me say that if you haven't already checked it out, go to my website and read about the Elevated Alpha Society Spartans. These guys are making huge changes in their lives. And I know you can too. You know, we talk about concepts like this regularly. We talk about topics like money and goal setting and relationships all the time. I coach in the society two to three times a week, and there are daily self-study work to help you apply the material to your own life. It's like a gym membership for your brain, and it's blowing my mind how many guys are getting mentally jacked, right? Because I did one-on-ones for a long time, and it's amazing to see that this group is getting amazing results. I love it. I'm stoked about it. And as you can see, I love the team. I love my team. So let's first review the concept of wanting from abundance. I taught you how important it is to want from a place of having, wanting from that feeling of abundance from already having rather than from a place of scarcity. One of the exercises that we do in the Spartans is writing a list of everything we want in our lives. Now, most of us 
will do this from a place of lack, and we will write down everything we want that we don't have. Why? Because we're trained to want from a place of scarcity. And that's why so many people stop wanting anything. They just give up on their dreams because it hurts when you want from a place of scarcity. If I want $100,000 and I'm in a very scarce place, believing that I'll never have that amount of money, then wanting that money is not fun. It's just painful. But if I want $100,000 and I know that that will be easy for me to create, then wanting that money is exciting and it feels good because I'm wanting it from a place of abundance. One of the best ways to practice wanting from abundance is to want the things you already have, to want all the wonderful good things in your life and to feel that energy of wanting and having, wanting and having. It's a little different than being grateful for what you have. I want you guys to know that. It's a different vibration when you really want something you already have. Gratitude is being thankful you have something. It doesn't necessarily mean that you still want it, that you still desire it. So for example, I really want to have a group of people that I coach and guide through their journey of cognitive mastery and emotional ownership. And when I think about the Spartans, when I think about all the guys on the team, I think about wanting them in my life and wanting them to be actively engaged in their personal development. And they are. And it feels amazing to have that thing that I really, really want. I didn't always have that. When I didn't have the Spartans, I wanted to create the tribe and I knew that I would. And now that the Spartans exist and they are crushing their limiting beliefs and creating the life that they desire, I still want it. I still want to create and give and have that group. I still want that tribe. That's what I mean when I say wanting from abundance. Now, money is no different. If you practice it enough, and I mean really practice it, you can end up wanting something that you don't already have from a place of abundance, from a place of knowing that you will get it and that you do have the ability to get it. From that place, you will enjoy the process of earning the money much more because you believe you will have it. And here's the move, guys. The chances of you actually getting it are much higher because you're being fueled from a place of positive emotion. One of the best ways to talk about abundance is to first talk about what abundance feels like. It's a positive emotion. Ask yourself, what is it? What do you feel when you feel abundant? Really explore the process of getting to that place of feeling abundant and then notice the things you want in your life and you do feel abundant in the wanting of them. Now, like I said, here's the move. If when you think about wanting something, you feel scarcity or you feel frustrated or you feel lack, that doesn't mean you give up wanting it. It just means you give up the way you're thinking about it. Ask yourself the question, how does it feel to want the thing you want most? If it doesn't feel good, it's because of the way you're thinking about getting it and thinking about having it. Once you clear up that thinking, you can want the exact thing that you've been wanting from a much better feeling place, a much stronger, more positive, emotional place. Of course, that will also end up increasing your chances of getting it. That's what I mean by wanting from abundance. Now, you need to be very concise and very clear about what is abundance and how do you feel it. The way 
that you feel it is by how you are thinking. And if you're not thinking thoughts that create the feeling of abundance, you simply need to change the way you're thinking about something. That really does sound simplified. I know it does, but it's also exactly the way it is because that's the universal truth. When I talk to my students about approach anxiety, for example, sometimes they say, when I think about approaching a woman that I think is attractive, right? Like a beautiful woman, I feel stressed out and pressured and like I can't do it. And so I say to them, okay, so what do you want to do? (laughs) And they say, well, I just want to give up. Like, I don't want to go talk to her because I don't like the feeling that that gives me. I don't like feeling that way. I don't like feeling the anxiety, the pressure, the stress. So I say, it isn't the approaching or talking to this woman that is causing you to feel this way. What's causing you to feel that way are all the thoughts about not being able to walk up to her and talk to her. That's what's bringing up all the scarcity. Do you feel like you have the ability to walk up to a woman and say hello? Do you feel like you can do the work, right? Just take the action to get that far. And of course, their response is, well, absolutely. I mean, what are we talking about? We're talking about walking a few steps and saying a few words. So what it comes back to is, what I say is, okay, then when you focus on it, the thoughts about it can be supportive and energetic and exciting if you believe that. Or your thoughts can be pressured and stressful and agonizing when you think about not being able to do it. It's simply a matter of how you're going to focus your mind. And of course, that's just setting yourself up for massive action and the math that goes along with that action. And then everything along the way will give you an opportunity to practice that. Let's use the example of my student. If he approaches a woman and she doesn't say hello or doesn't talk to him or doesn't smile or doesn't agree to a date or whatever, he can use that as a reason to believe that he's not good with women and stress himself out. Or he can use that as a reason to believe that she's not the one for him and he can approach the next beautiful woman that he wants to and that he can continue to do this over and over in order to get the result that he wants. That's abundance. When we're talking about money, brother, it's the exact same thing. Whether it's health or money or a wife or a girlfriend that you're trying to get, whatever it is, these are all circumstances. They're all the same. Whatever it is you're trying to get more of, which many of us are trying to get more money, how you are thinking when you think about getting money, that's the move. Are you wanting it from a place of abundance and belief that you can get it, or are you wanting from a place of scarcity and believing that you can't get it? It simply is as simple as that. And don't underestimate the power of discovering how you think about money. Money is absolutely neutral. And I know that that's hard for some of you out there to believe, but money is just paper that just lays there. It's just a digital readout on your computer screen. When people say money isn't real, there's a lot of validity to that statement. If you think about how much actual money you have in your hand at any given time, it's not a lot. Like even our credit cards, we have credit cards and debit cards and computer screens, but we don't even really have that money in our hands. Even when we do have that money in our hands, it's only worth something because we've all agreed that it's worth something. That piece of paper in and of itself has no value until we assign it value and agree on that value. That's important to recognize because I'm going to do a whole nother podcast on money as value. And it's important for you to recognize because everything else is just our thinking about it. Check this out, guys. Do you remember the Bernie Madoff scandal? 
Do you remember that guy, Bernie Madoff? I want you to consider all the people. It was like the Ponzi scheme, right? I want you to consider all these people who went all these years believing that they had millions of dollars in their bank accounts. They would look at the falsified reports. They would look at their screens, their computer screens, and they would see that they had all this money and they were feeling very abundant and they were feeling very secure. Now, they didn't really have that money, right? This whole time they were being lied to. That money had been long spent. So it wasn't having the money that was giving them this feeling of security because they didn't actually have it. The only thing giving them the feeling of security and abundance was their belief that they had it. It was their thoughts. It's really important for you to recognize that it's not your money that you have in your bank account that makes you feel a certain way. It's your thinking about your money in your bank account that makes you feel a certain way. Now, if you've listened to this podcast before or heard anything on the IGTV channel, the Alpha Male Coach Instagram television channel, you'll know that we don't want a result or a goal. We just want the way we think that result or goal is going to make us feel. Life is about emotion. So students will say to me, I mean, look, even people who aren't my students will say to me, (laughs) if I had a million dollars, I would feel secure, right? And my response is always the same. The million dollars doesn't make you feel secure. The million dollars just sits there. It's your thoughts about what it means to have a million dollars. That's what makes you feel secure. And that it's whatever that thought is for you. For some people, it's financial freedom or being debt-free or not having to look at price tags on food or clothes or not having to worry about their bills. But it's not the money. Separating money from your thoughts about money is so powerful. I've had a few students that do create a lot of money, that do get the million dollars, guys that start their business and grow it up to a million dollars, and guys that start with millions of dollars and then double it. And I'm going to tell you something, brother, they still don't feel secure because money doesn't have the power to do that. Now, it goes both ways, of course, and I want you to know this. It goes the other way. If you don't have a lot of money, you probably think the reason that you feel scarcity is because of your lack of money. You think the reason you feel stressed is because of your lack of money to pay your bills. But when you can see that it's not the lack of money, it's not your inability to pay your bills that makes you feel anything. It's what you think about not paying your bills and what you make that mean that's going to cause you to feel a certain way. Your money is neutral. It's not how much money you do or don't have. It's how you think about your money. And I've coached hundreds of students on money and business. One of the things that I can tell you for an absolute fact, and it's very interesting actually, and it absolutely proves that money is neutral, is that I've had students that literally have had seven figures in their bank accounts, over a million dollars in their savings. In fact, one of my students had over $5 million in his savings account. And I've coached students that have had under $500 in their savings. And I'm going to tell you that they would have the exact same fears and the exact same money mindset. It had nothing to do with the amount of money they had. I mean, it blows my mind even just to think about it. I don't know if it blows your mind. It blew my mind, right? And that's why I know money's neutral. One of the things that you're going to want to do if you have money problems is recognize that those problems are mostly in your mind. You may think that the problem is that you don't have a lot of money, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to suggest to you that the only real problem is how you think about the money you have. 
Look inside your brain right now. Try to be aware of the sentences in your head about money. How do you think about it? How do you think about money? And remember, your thoughts create your feelings, which drive your actions and determine your results. So the result of how much money you have now started with your thinking. If you have a thought, I want to save 50% of my money that I earn, you're going to have a different amount of money than someone who thinks, I don't need to save money, or who thinks, I can't save any money because I don't have any money. The person who believes that they want to save their money will have a different amount than someone who thinks something differently. The person that believes they have the ability to earn more money will most likely be earning more money than someone who believes they don't have that ability. When you think a thought about money, that will create a feeling for you, and that feeling will drive an action. The actions you take around money will create your results. So if you have a belief about credit cards being totally fine, and you feel free when you use them, then you will use them a lot, and you will probably have a lot of money on your credit cards, right? If you believe that credit cards are evil, and you will never ever use them, and you feel really committed not to using them, then you probably won't ever use a credit card in your life and you'll never need to own one and have no credit card debt. And look, I'm not saying one is better than the other at all. What I'm saying is how you think will ultimately determine your results. Most of us just don't pay any attention to how we think about money. So we don't have any idea that we are the ones creating the results in our life around money. Look right now at your money results and trace them back to your thinking and your belief systems. And here's how you can do that. You look at how much money you have in your savings. Now, you'll be tempted to tell me that the reason why you have a certain amount of money in your savings is because of all these external circumstances. Right? You'll, you'll tell me a story, but I want you to stay with me. I want to suggest that the reason you have that much money in savings is because of how you thought about money. What is the thought you have about money that created the amount of savings for you? Trace it back. I had a belief that created a feeling that created an action of saving or not saving. And that's why I have the result of this much money. That's the thought. I don't want to suggest that if you don't have any money in your savings, that that was a bad thing and that you were having a bad thought or anything like that. And I'm not saying that if you have a lot of money in your savings, that the way you saved it and the way you thought about it was a good thing. I'm not here to do good and bad. That's not the point. Only you are the one that decides what's best for you. What I am saying is that your thought most certainly determined your result. A lot of people have a lot of money in savings, but it came from a place of severe scarcity and they're still afraid about the number not being high enough, or they're afraid about losing it. When you think about the result of how much money you have in your savings account and you recognize the thought that caused you to have that amount, does that thought feel good? Is your money saving process a process that feels good to you? Is it a process that you want to continue? Do you want to be driven by that emotion that you're creating? For some of you, it may be indifference. For some of you, it may be fear. For some of you, it may be commitment or determination. But I promise you, the amount of money you saved is driven by a certain emotion. And there's a thought that created that emotion. That is the universal truth. And understanding that is very, very important.
Now, it's also very important to explore your beliefs around money to understand what is driving you. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take out a pen and paper, and if you're driving or running, then you can wait until you get home, and when you get home, finish these sentences. Money is, money was, and money will be. When my students complete these three sentences, I can completely understand what is going on in their money life. For some of you, if you want to focus on a different topic around abundance, you can replace the word money with anything. You can replace it with weight, with relationships, with career. It doesn't matter. Money is. Finish that sentence. Money was. Finish that sentence. And money will be. What will money be for you in the future? Will it be a problem? Will it be wonderful? Will it be your nest egg? Will it be fantastic? Will it be exciting? What is going on for you when you think about money? For some of you, these questions will be very challenging. You're going to try to answer them and you're not even going to be aware of your own belief systems. What I want to suggest is that you live in awareness with the questions for a while. If the answers don't come up for you immediately, be patient enough to allow them to come up in your actions so you can explore them. Understanding your money mindset, understanding what's going on in your brain around money is important in understanding what the results are you'll eventually get. When you look at your money was belief system, and then you look at the current results in your life, you can see how those belief systems will be creating your results now. Or if you changed your belief systems, maybe you used to have a certain belief system around money, and now you have a different belief around money, you can see how that changed the results in what you are getting. And on this point, I sometimes get some pushback. So I'm going to address that now. It can be very tempting to roll your eyes and say, come on, coach, Kevin, come on, alpha male coach. Like some people just can't get enough money. Some people are in circumstances that don't allow them to change their money situation. And I just want to suggest that that may not be true. I want you to consider this. It may be that the way you think about money changes everything because you can look at people that have had the exact same childhood. They grew up in the exact same neighborhood. They had the same opportunities. And because they had different belief systems, they completely created different lives for themselves. And it's all because of the way they were thinking about money. Now, regardless of that being true or not, regardless of the resistance your brain may be having to this podcast episode in general, here's what I want to suggest. It's important to be aware of how you think about things, all things, not just money, because how you think about things determines how you create problems for yourself, the way you feel about those things, and how you create results for yourself. So first, understand why and how you think about money, and then decide, is that how you want to continue to think about money? Now, you could say, well, that's just the way I am. I'm just very conservative with my money, and that's how I've always been raised, You know, that's how I was raised, and that's how I've always thought about my money. And my response to you would be, well, that's fantastic if you love those thoughts, you know, if you love those results that you're getting and you're creating, and if the feeling of it is driving excitement, like if you feel excited about it. I've worked with many clients who have said that they're conservative about money and they save their money and they're very frugal, but they have this desire to become entrepreneurs and take risks, but they're holding themselves back because of this conservative mindset that they were raised with. And I suggested them that it's up to them to change that mindset if they want. 
They're not locked in just because that was the pattern that was programmed into them when they were kids. And the opposite is true as well. I've also worked with people that were very free with their money. They were huge risk takers and that they wanted to become more conservative and more frugal, but they felt like, oh, it's just not my personality. Well, what it is, is it's just not the way you're choosing to think about it. You get to decide how you want to be with your money. If you're conservative and you want to be more of a risk taker, that's totally up to you. If you want to be more conservative and more careful with your money, that's completely up to you as well. Either way, the first step you have to understand is why you are the way you are right now. What is your thinking about money right now? That's determining your results. Have a look at what your thoughts about money are were in the past. Have a look at what your thoughts about money are now in this present and money in the future as well. And then decide, do you want to keep thinking that way or do you want to change your belief systems and think something different? Then once you have decided how you want to think about money and how you want to feel about money, you're going to bump up against all the old belief systems evidence. And I watch this happen with my students so many times, right? They decide, I want to believe I'm capable of making $100,000 a year. And then, okay, well, their current belief system, right? What they're thinking now is, I'm not capable of making more than $15 an hour. And that's a huge leap, right? They're going from this hourly wage to being an entrepreneur where they want to make six figures. And as they start thinking about this new mindset and they start taking action to provide themselves with proof that it is possible to do that, then all the old evidence is going to keep coming up. And what it sounds like in your brain is this, well, I was never able to make more then $15 an hour on this job. And then I got fired from this job. And the last time I tried to do that, it didn't work. And oh, look at this. I just tried to launch this class or this program or start this business and it didn't work. So I'm probably not going to be able to make $100,000 this year. When you're changing your mindset, you're going to face many obstacles along the way. You're going to be tempted to give into scarcity, to give into self-doubt, to give into frustration. If you know that going in, then you're going to know that that is what is required to achieve the new mindset. You've got to come up to those doubts. You've got to meet those fears and those doubts face to face. To be able to go to the grind, to have the grit, to stay committed to this new belief system and know that you will be challenged, that your brain has been trained by you to think something different and will want to think something different. That is when you have to stay the course and remind yourself, okay, I have this phone bill that just came in. I want to believe that I can make $100,000 a year, but I can't pay my phone bill. I'm not able to pay it right now. I can see that this belief that I can make $100,000 a year is not realistic. I need to focus on being real now. I need to focus on solving my immediate problems of not being able to pay my phone bill. And here's the thing, brother, you have to know that that is going to happen, that your brain will tell you these things. Your brain is designed to keep you safe. It wants to do that. Now, thoughts are equal parts truth and lie, so you can choose whether you want to believe these or not. And most of us will want to just abdicate full responsibility for how we're thinking and go into scarcity, panic, survival mode at our own expense. So check this out. How would you handle paying the phone bill if you believed with all your heart that you would make $100,000 in the next year, but you just don't have it right now? How would you handle the phone bill if you were committed to believing that? 
would it be different than if you believed you didn't have the ability to make that money? And which option do you like better? Which thought feels better? You have to find the thinking that will serve you. People will say to me all the time, well, come on, you got to be realistic. And I'll say to them, look, making $100,000 a year is very realistic. It really is. But you have to believe that it's realistic. What is realistic is what you believe is realistic. Was it realistic to believe a metal ship could float across the ocean? Was it realistic to believe that an airplane could take flight? Was it realistic to create light from something invisible like electricity? Somebody thought so, and then they made it so. So what about that phone bill? Let's go back to that phone bill. Somebody has to pay their phone bill today. I guarantee it. There's a phone bill out there that's going to get paid. Or maybe it's not going to get paid, right? It all depends. If they have the money to pay it, then they'll pay it. Or they can pay it if they choose to, but they don't have to pay it. And if they don't have the money, then they won't pay it. Or they don't have to pay it if they don't want to. But what you make that mean is everything. If you can't pay your phone bill, what you make it mean that you can't pay your phone bill is going to determine how you handle your relationship with money in the future. If you make it mean that you're a failure and that you're incapable and that you'll never be able to take care of yourself or that you can't have a phone, you know, whatever you make it mean about you, that's going to determine your future action. And if you make it mean that you can't pay your phone bill as a temporary situation, that you can solve that problem with something other than money, and that you're creative and capable, and that this isn't a showstopper, and it doesn't mean anything negative about you as a person or your capacity to grow, then you're going to have a very different reaction and a very different result. You always, no matter what your circumstance is, have the choice on how you're going to think about money and how you're going to feel about it regardless of the results that you're currently experiencing, regardless of the circumstance that you're currently experiencing. How you choose to think about money completely determines your relationship with money. And it is also going to determine how much of your own creativity you can access. If you shut yourself down and call yourself names and beat yourself up, you will lose access to the part of you that is unbelievably capable of solving problems and earning money and believing in yourself and taking action from that place. For those of you who came to me through a consultation call or found me through this podcast and want coaching to help you elevate your alpha and be more effective in your life and live the life that you're meant to and said to me, I just don't have enough money. And you said it in a way that sounded to me like you thought it was a fact, like it's just the truth of the situation. I want you to think about that thought and how that thought makes you feel because that thought is optional, brother. I don't have enough money is not a fact. It's not. Now, it may be a fact that you have a certain amount of money, an actual number in your bank or wallet. Potential students will say to me, I don't have enough money to sign up for this training that I want to take, right? Like the Elevated Alpha Society program. And I'll say, but that's not true. And when you say that you don't have enough money to sign up for the program, it's so defeating. Like, how does that make you feel? Instead, try this. I have enough money to sign up for the program, but instead of signing up for the program, I'm going to make my car payment. Or I have enough money to take that trip that I really want to take, but instead of taking that trip I want to take, I'm going to pay for my child's education. 
or I have enough money to buy this thing I really want, but I'm not going to buy that because I want to pay my mortgage instead. You see, brother, it's such a more powerful statement to state that I'm choosing to spend my money on something else versus I don't have enough money to spend on this thing. It's like when people say, I can't get a job, right? And I say, look, you can get a job. You just choose not to get a job, right? You choose not to get a job delivering pizzas. You choose not to get a job working in a restaurant, but you can get a job. You just choose not to. There's lots of jobs available. And that's a beautiful thing to own because it gives you this place of abundance. We're back to abundance, brother. The idea that you have options. Abundance is the thought, I have options. It's not binary. It's not a fear-based, I have to choose either or, one or the other. Abundance is, I have power. I have options. I am deciding what to do. I'm deciding to stay in this job so I can make money to pay my mortgage instead of, I have to work. You see the difference? How does the two thoughts feel different? The thought, I'm deciding to stay in my job so I can pay my mortgage versus I have to work. One, you are choosing. The other, you are the victim. One is coming from a place of power and abundance, and the other is coming from a place of victimhood. I have to go to this job. Bro, you you don't. You don't have to go to a job. You don't have to pay your phone bill. You don't have to pay your mortgage. You're choosing to do these things. You're choosing to pay your taxes. And that's a beautiful thing to own because that's where your power comes from when you take responsibility and ownership for everything you do in your life. When you believe in yourself enough, you will achieve your dreams. That's just how it works. If you have a desire to earn a certain amount of money, you take massive action, meaning you take action until you get the result you want. Do you know how long it's going to take? Not exactly. But if you come from that abundant mindset, you will believe in yourself in a way that serves you and it, you probably will get that result a lot more quickly. So ask yourself, how are you thinking about money? And do you like the way you're thinking about money? Without changing any of the circumstances of the amount of money you have or the amount of money you're earning. Can you change the way you're thinking about it and solve your problem without changing the amount of money you have? Yes, you can. <laughs> absolutely. You absolutely can solve most of your problems in your life by changing the way you think about them and by accessing your creativity in your own mind, by being positive and by being clear and by being honest with yourself and owning every single thought you have and therefore the results that you've created. Because that, my brothers, is the universal truth. Now, if you want to know how to apply abundance and create more money and wealth in your life, I invite you to join the Elevated Alpha Society Spartans. All through the month of October, the Spartans are doing daily self-study work on their money mindset. And when you're on the team, you're going to get two coaching calls each week, as well as unlimited support from me in our community Slack group. So go to my website, thealphamalecoach.com. Check out the Elevated Alpha Society Spartans and start your journey of learning the skill set of cognitive mastery and emotional ownership to take control of your results and live the life you were meant to. That's what I got for you this week, brothers. Until next week, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. 
If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.